Lesedi Mutia and welcome to another episode of Youth Speak. This is a podcast series brought to you by Youth Lab, a policy think tank that centers and engages young people on matters concerning us. And I'm the content producer at Youth Lab. Since 1994, April is celebrated as Freedom Month in South Africa to commemorate the first ever democratic election. This era ushered in many changes to the state of human rights for non-white South Africans. For this demographic, it was the first time in many years that they'd enjoy the freedom to take up space whenever and wherever. On this episode, we're celebrating young people's freedom of movement and putting the spotlight on one young South African who is enjoying and exploring this freedom in and out of the country. Ntabiseng Noe is from Tabong in the Free State and is currently living and working in Bologna. I think. <laughs> I had to Google where this is. It's like in northern Italy. How fancy. Uh, working on water projects and environmental resource mapping. She is curious about people and places and specializes in sitting in joy for as long as possible. She is an ardent believer in a better world being possible. Okay, and we stand. Thank you so much, Ntabi, for joining us um, and welcome to our platform i heard you madam thank you for hosting me <laughs> you sound so cool it's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously and just like seeing what is out there um for starters could you please share with us like your first memory of um a time when you traveled far from home like what did you enjoy about that experience for starters, I don't think I'm one of those people who have always like aspired to travel or see the world. Um, the first thing I could remember of being out of the country was it was actually pretty late in my life. I spent the whole of my life, probably until I was 22 or whatever in South Africa. It, it was actually like quite impressive how different even the basics are you know you don't realize how differently people even drive in certain places like there's some kind of emphasis um, on some elements of safety that you're not really uh, used to. And obviously, like navigating the world as a woman is always quite interesting because you'll bump into uh, very many things that uh, remind you of how unsafe it is um, to be going around. But I remember being there and the first thing that struck me was just how we could walk around at night and it wasn't a thing that we were warned against doing. It was possible and we could do it. And I was like, this is nice. There's, there are whole countries where there are people who can just do stuff that are unthinkable for me, where I'm from. And that was kind of impressive. Um, so I've been lucky enough to be able to go to many other countries and cities where that kind of freedom is more possible, just the freedom to walk. Um, I was thinking this about this a lot as well when I was at home um, for, I went home for seven months uh, between 2021 and the beginning of 2022. And because now I have a habit of just going for a walk, um, the friend I was living with basically forbade me (laughs) to go outside uh, the complex for my walks. And now that I've been back 
here after I came to Bologna, it's something that I can just do. If I finish work at five, I can walk. If I decide to go walk at seven, I can walk. If I decide to walk at nine, I can walk. Um, and you you just never realize the benefits of being able to just go outside and walk. And that's definitely been a highlight for me. Yeah. Um, so since your your travel to um Taiwan, where else have you been and what are the things that you know you I mean, I think you have spoken a bit about, you know, the safety element of it and the freedom that that comes with. But what else have you noted and has been a highlight from all the different places that you've seen? I think uh, one thing that definitely like stuck out for me was one time I went with a group of friends um, to Bali. And we were in a car with a driver and we were wondering, like, why are there no speed limit signs on the road? And the driver just looked at us like, you just drive according to the situation. If if the road is like, if the road is full and it's narrow, then you drive slowly. But another thing that was quite striking about it was that he told us about a very specific accident that happened at a very specific time. And I thought that's incredible. Like you have accidents happening so few and far in between that you actually know when last one happened and who was involved in it. Like Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine that for South Africa because they happen so often and they're fatal, especially in like holiday periods, like Eda and the festive season. And you know, the other place that I've lived long-ish, because some of the places I would just go visit and come back home, but another place that I've lived quite long in was Denmark. And I don't know, there, when I arrived and just realized how the place functions, um, instead of being pleased with what I saw, I was kind of incredibly envious and maybe a little bit upset. Um, just to think that there are there are things that, people don't have to think about in other countries. You will be at a bus stop at night and there's a group of kids that look no day above 12 years old going around on their own freely, getting on the bus, hanging out with their friends and it's all fun and games. Um, You are watching people finishing high school, going on a party bus for a week and having the fattest time of their lives. Um, And when you think about what you know about people of that same age where you're from you're thinking about how sometimes like people get robbed and killed at metric dance after parties um over the smallest of things um so but obviously this is also considering that we must understand that the, the way the world is set up the reason why some places can enjoy safety that we don't have is also by design <laughs> and sometimes they have these things because we don't have them um but yeah i think in 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 terms of being able to move around by myself and not you know need definitely a friend to go with me wherever i need to go that's been a plus it's given my independence and this is what i think the freedom of movement is supposed to be access to the freedom of movement being able to make decisions about where you want to be being able to do these things on your own and taking people along being an option and not a must um, in terms to bargain, you know, to bargain with your own safety. Um, Yeah. 
I think that's sort of the main things that I have experienced with being outside of home. Yeah. Um, and speaking of that, I mean, a lot of the stuff that you have said kind of would speak to this question, but what exactly made you decide not to settle in South Africa? <laughs> to be honest with you, it was completely by chance. And then the chance got followed up by a whole other series of events. I was living and working in South Africa, I guess, quite comfortably. And one day I got an email about an opportunity to study abroad. And, you know, being in the position I was at work, it was also kind of a bit um, mindless in the eyes of some of the people I was working with to leave all of that and that career trajectory and something that I had studied university uh, through university for to just drop all of that um, and go study abroad for two years with no certainty of what would happen to me at the end of that period. Um, so at that point, I was actually working for the South African government. Um, and I then left uh, to go live in Denmark as a result of a sector collaboration that they had with the Danish government. And I would have returned to South Africa, and that's actually what I was trying to do, um, also because it was contractual. The plan was to return to South Africa and sort of plow back all of this knowledge that I went to go get in this faraway place. And in the time that I was gone, very many things happened, including the possibility of me seeing, oh, I mean, there's other places where I can apply my skills and everything. And this is not even to say that when I was finishing my master's, I wasn't even applying for job opportunities for South Africa. I was. I just didn't get anything. <laughs> of what I got close to getting was not nearly as rewarding um, as what I ended up getting on this side. So I got really lucky that during my master's, I, I worked with a company to do some mapping for them and to do some water work for them. And when I was, they just basically asked me if I could come back and work there. And I just said, that's what I'm going to do because what I was not going to do is pack up my stuff and return to South Africa and sit around until a person, you know, finally, is me because that's that's not going to work um so i i definitely tried to look for things to do in south africa a, a combination of my technical skill that i had before i did the management uh masters in denmark and things that are more in line with that but nothing was giving and then i decided that i'm not on this world to suffer so i'm just going to leave uh, I'm, I'm really not the hero and I will not insist um, on my home country. I just won't. So how has, you know, traveling and living in different parts of the world affected your quality of life? Uh, <laughs> I have to say, I think I am happier uh, where I am. Um, there are, I mean, this is also considering that even before I left, I think I was living a fairly comfortable life in South Africa with the job that I had. I, I, I was not left wanting of anything. I had everything that I needed. And I could also afford a lot of what I wanted. I, I funded my own trips, you know. And this is also something quite simple to do when you have, like, a reasonably paying job and you don't have any dependents, basically. Um, but what has happened here 
is that I also have the luxury when I arrive in a new country to be ignorant about the political situation a little bit, which is not something that I could have in South Africa at all. Um, Mm -hmm. Because it's home, I am consistently confronted with how things work and don't work and what could be better and whatnot. And now that I've been sort of country hopping the last three, four years, um, probably living in a place at most 10 months at a time before I move again, um, I don't actually have to grapple with the reality of what it is to be from a place and for it not to be functional. Um, And this is obviously also considering that I am a Black woman in these spaces, so... um, I have my my own issues to deal with. Um, there's racism, there's misogyny, there's all of these things. But the actual nitty gritties of, you know, governments functioning and all of that stuff, I can ignore that for as long as I possibly can, obviously, until I cannot. So in, in Switzerland, I lived in Switzerland for six months and I can't even tell you that a single name of a political party in that country because I genuinely did not care and I afforded not to care. So... I can remove very many things that I have to think about all the time from my mind and then focus on what is it that I came there to do and what is it that I can do for pleasure in the time that I'm not doing what I came here to do. Um, And that's been my approach. So I think I am, my mind is clearer. I can have flexible routines that go further into the night where I'm not restricted into daylight to do stuff. And you can imagine what the consequence of that is mentally. It's just a sense of relaxation. And also it's afforded me the luxury of even ignoring the news of what's happening in South Africa, because I'm just like, if I want to sit out interacting with any of what's happening at home, unless obviously the at home that (laughs) wants to uh, fill me in on the goings on but my quality of life is is pretty decent I really genuinely have everything that I need and want Um, and I, I spend quite a lot of my free time on things that make me happy seeing places going for walks going to experience music and all of that stuff so definitely, definitely far better off than I would have been like the last time that I lived at home. Yeah, that you're, <laughs> now I'm envious. <laughs> no, Why did you not take me with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I mean, homonat, homonat. homonat. Yes, yes. What would you say are the disadvantages of living away from home? Um, I guess the one thing that I definitely have, and this is quite easy to answer because I just came out of being in South Africa where I lived with a friend of mine. Um, And the thing with traveling or always being new in places is that you always have to start from scratch, right? In the beginning, I really liked the idea of being somewhere where nobody knows me and nobody recognizes me. So really, if I wanted to rebrand, I could have gotten away with it, you know, Um, and making friends or developing a circle when you move to a place and you're 30 is not the easiest thing that 
you can imagine. Um, I, I wouldn't, I know a lot of people also talk about how, you know, you need someone to speak to in your own language and whatever. Um, like every week. So anything. I am still good with that. Um, I also maybe have a bit of an issue with access to the cultural things that I get to enjoy when I'm home. You know, because at home, um, you, you can always go to a show down the road with an art for an artist you like and whatever. And here it's like it's always like these international artists, which are like fun to see or whatever. But it's all it's also just like not very consistent, easy reach to the type of like cultural things that I like to consume. Like I have to wait for some of my favorite South African artists to come either here or France or the Netherlands. And I mean, I do get on the flights to go there, but you know, the access and the amount of admin that I have to do is, <laughs> it's, it's quite different. Uh, but yeah, I think the, the, idea of having family and friends close by helps a lot and also I mean friends that I've known for a while because I can always make new friends however much more of a task it it is when you move but friends that you have known for a long time are really nice to have around Um, and I don't have that I also move around by myself I don't have a child I don't have a partner it's just me and it's always just me um which I more difficult if I was one of those people that always wanted to be around people but I'm I'm quite enjoying the idea of being responsible for just myself and coming home to silence and nothing else at the moment so the major thing would be social connections and I guess culture um as a black woman who you know enjoys traveling and who's also like an immigrant have you noticed or experienced any restrictions on your freedom that's a very difficult question um i can very easily answer the question um am i aware that the world is wildly anti-black i have (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, have I noticed uh, what people, what do they call them, microaggressions that are never mm-hmm. really micro or racist attitudes? Yes, I have. Um, but also I through a lot of these countries as someone who can afford a lot of things. Um, and it it makes it very easy to get through um, when you actually don't have to like maybe rely on a government to be kind enough to make sure that you stay alive type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that also makes, you know, some freedoms a bit more accessible. I, I do know, and maybe sometimes I do anticipate actually that when I get to certain places, there will be, you know, an attitude around giving me services or whatever, because I am a black woman and I am aware mm-hmm. of that, but I eventually get what it is that I need to, because I also have the clout to be able to do it. Um, the reasons why I'm here. So they, 
racism is always going to be there. Uh, people being strange and short, you know, even when they're trying to help you, all of that stuff is 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 always going to be there. Uh, but also I can wiggle myself out of very much of it. Yeah. So, yeah, just to wrap up, I think the last question would be, what have you learned about freedom um, in your travels? Probably that the best thing that any possible right that's in any constitution can be is accessible. Um, there are a lot of things that we are free in inverted commas to do at home. We can exist, we can get married, we can do all of these things. <laughs> uh, but materially, um, we actually can't because some of these freedoms are just plainly inaccessible to where we are. Um, I also know that the the history of the world functions in such a way that some freedoms are afforded to others and not some. Um, and probably, I guess, <laughs> the main thing is to say that some some of these freedoms are possible, you know, if you just have the people in the right places that are dedicated to doing what it that they're supposed to do. The world can be a better place and people can be more free at any point. Um, so I used to be one of those people that did not prioritize my own feelings of being free because I understood that this is something that everybody has a right to. And I dedicated a lot of my time, you know, in youth structures and all of these things, trying to make these things a reality. And I got to a point where I genuinely got tired and defeated and I just left the whole thing. And now I'm selfishly focusing on myself. <laughs> um, which sucks in the greater scheme of things because just, me being able to enjoy things does not mean that, you know, that the world has experienced in general. Um, but being able to experience the freedoms that I have makes me know for a fact that it is possible to have this elsewhere. And I dream of where all of this is accessible to as many people as possible because then we're all free. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that is my wish. And I'm not sure how much more I will be contributing directly into, into that because I genuinely got exhausted trying to fix everything. And then I realized that I just, I couldn't. And it's at the end of the day, it's genuinely not up to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now I'm at a point where I'm just like, I'm going to do what makes me happy for whatever this existence, however long this existence is going to be, um, so that it's a at least a pleasurable means. And then beyond that, I I don't know. I really don't know. But I know that I'm 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 tired. <laughs> Fair and valid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you said something actually that's like so moving the sense that you can want to you know change the world as much as you 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 do 
but it's not up to you at the end of the day, you know, and coming to that realization and being humbled by it is, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> and it, it forces you to really think about, you know, how you can cultivate pleasure and joy for yourself because fighting the system that doesn't even want you to have those things, you know, takes a lot. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, you know, sharing for sharing um, bits about your life with us and like all your experiences. And, you know, we wish you an abundant life wherever it may take you. Um, that's it from us for this episode. Until next time, you can catch us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at YouthLabZA. Hi, behold. <laughs>